The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Benedictine College and Audible.com. To get your free audiobook, please go to our very special link, audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. You have to use that special link to get the free audiobook download. When you get there, you can choose from more than 150,000 audio titles. Again, audibletrial.com forward slash Thinking Bigger. Our guest today is Haley Bashir. She's making her mark on the world with her company, Make a Difference Intimate Apparel, otherwise known as Maddie. She founded this startup back in 2011. She got the idea for it back then to donate underwear to women in third world countries, to residents in women's shelters, and victims of natural disasters. And we're going to find out why she decided to take this career path at this time as we talk with her today. Welcome to the show, Haley. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, great. I am, too. I want to find out more about this. And I just have to ask the obvious question, why underwear? What attracted (laughs) you to underwear for your startup? Uh, Well, when I was nearing graduation from the University of Missouri, um, I heard a startling statistic that underwear is very under-donated and uh, really needed, the most needed item of clothing, in fact. Um, So, you know, I thought that that was very interesting, very shocking. I didn't ever really think about that when I'm always donating clothes to Goodwill, and, uh, you know, they don't really have underwear there, and they probably shouldn't. So um, I... Later thought about that as I'd been applying for marketing positions and other positions more fitting to my journalism and fine arts majors from University of Missouri. Um, Then I remembered that from back in college and started kind of calling around at domestic violence shelters and homeless shelters to try to see if this is actually something that was true and that they actually needed. And they were very overwhelmingly... um, Yes, yes, we really need underwear. Please, please, we'd love for you to start a business like this so that we could receive the donations. And so it kind of just went from there. Okay, so you really are a true social entrepreneur. In other words, it was the cause that drove you to start the business rather than just, oh, I just so much enjoy and love underwear that I want to make the kind that I like for everybody type of thing, right? Yeah, it was definitely about the cause. Um, When I was back in college, I had a pair of Tom's shoes that I wore very often, um, and I was really interested in their business plan, and I thought that that it was great. I would tell everyone about how they would uh, donate a pair of shoes to children for every pair that they sold, and I would wear them around. I would tell the story, and, you know, I wanted to be involved in something like this. I never thought that I would be, but that was kind of um, went hand in hand was how interested I was in Tom's. And um, so 
yeah, I, I've always been a person that has wanted to give back, and, you know, I'm always interested in volunteering and helping women as best that I can. You know, this kind of worked out perfectly that we'll be able to do both. Now, this, it's kind of curious because we really, as you said, you don't really think about underwear when it comes to the need for it in, in natural disasters, for women who are victims of domestic abuse, any of the number of reasons why you donate it today, but you don't really think about that. And when you said you came across the statistics for it, were you just reading an article? Were you working on a project? How did that come to be that you ran across this? Yeah, actually, I try to, I've been trying to trace this back for a few years now, and I think that it was in a guest lecture from when I was in the journalism school. At least that's kind of what I was imagining and trying to remember. Um, but I can't remember specifically how I heard it. I just remember it stuck with me and that mm-hmm. it made sense. And so, you know, when I thought about, yeah, all the donations that I've ever given, um, it, they never included underwear. And I would just, it, it shocked me. I would never even think to include underwear yet. It really makes sense. You know, I would walk around, uh, I'd walk around Goodwill and, and um, other places like this, thrift thrift shops, and um, try to see if they sold underwear. And they would, but it was very, very rare. And I just, you know, it, it shocked me. So I, I wanted to learn more about how I could help in any way. You don't uh, just give underwear because people need it from a sanitation standpoint, from a cleanliness. There are especially with domestic abuse victims, there are underlying psychological and emotional reasons, too, especially in some of the other cultures. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, it's mainly for confidence reasons, um, just because that's a person, a, a person, but specifically a woman's most intimate piece of clothing. Um, so it really is a strain on their self-confidence when they just have it ripped away from them if they don't have it. And if if it's not available to them, you know, that could be very, very tough and discouraging. It just really is hard for a woman to get back on her feet when, you know, her most intimate piece of clothing is not there. Um, You know, there are health reasons that to this, um, to the donating in some countries, young girls can't attend school if they're on their menstrual cycles, if they don't have underwear or um, sanitary protection. So they'll be missing four to five days of school per week, which can often lead to school dropout rates um, being higher and and things like this. But going back to uh, the self-confidence reasons, you know, not only women of domestic violence, but um, yeah, like you said, hurricane victims, tornado victims, you know, they're used to having their underwear and personal items like this. And then, you know, when their homes are destroyed, that is one of the first things that they think to that they want right away, socks sure. and underwear, you know, because that's something that we never, we take for granted. Um, but, you know, when you don't have it, it really makes a huge impact. And also, uh, women who are victims of rape, um, they'll mm-hmm. enter hospitals, and that, the first thing that they take away is their underwear, obviously, to test. And um, so that's a big thing. They're kind of left without their most personal item of clothing, yet they wouldn't want that same pair back, obviously. And so, um, you know, a clean new pair that can make them feel comfortable and um, safe again is kind of, that's an exciting thing for us is to be able to provide that as much as we can. 
Right. When you talk about the donations, how does that work? Do you partner with various organizations and then they act as your distribution channel for these donations? Talk to us about how that works. Yes, um, we choose um, organizations and they choose us. We've gotten a bunch of requests from uh, domestic violence shelters and other organizations that have asked if we would donate to them. Um, just from hearing about Maddie and uh, a lot of people, a lot of organizations are wanting to be a part of it and receive the donations because it's very uh, under donated. Um, and so, in in general, we started with homeless shelters. Um, I started one with in Daytona Beach, Florida, and they were very accepting and they gave us names to other women sh family shelters and then where we really started donating the most is to domestic violence shelters which uh, honestly to tell you the truth I hadn't even thought of their or thought of these organizations when I first started I was thinking right away of homeless shelters and then he led me to domestic violence shelters and that's one of the big ones because yeah with the confidence and women you know when they flee their homes they can't go back to their homes and get these things that they need um, so we thought it was really important to donate to a domestic violence shelter for our first uh, donation drop-off, and so we donated 20 pairs to Safe Home right here in Missouri, and or right in Kansas, Overland Park, and so we did that about three weeks ago, and they loved it. Um, you know, some of their bins were empty, and uh, we were able to fill them with new underwear, and literally five minutes after we left, the women were going into the um, closet to be able to pick out new clothes for themselves, but they would this time be able to uh, choose from a lot more underwear. And it's very high quality, very nice underwear as well. And again, when you go back to the confidence piece that you mentioned earlier, the, the fact that it's quality, the fact that somebody cared enough to uh, think of them in that way, that they deserve quality products, quality garments, probably says a lot as well. Yeah, we... Uh, basically chose the fabric for the women that were receiving the donations. Um, yes, the women who buy the pairs, we obviously want them to be really excited and uh, want to continue to buy. That's very important um, that we chose a high-quality fabric, but we also chose it because uh, the bamboo, the organic bamboo that we chose uh, after experimenting with and researching hundreds of fabrics, this is the one that held the most properties that um, would be the best for the women receiving the donation. So they're fast drying and they're odor preventing. They are wicking. Or the, so they have all these properties that allow the women to wash and hang dry a pair overnight. Um, they're also super soft and, and really comfortable and have a little bit of stretch. And so we ordered in a bunch of fabrics. And for about a year, we experimented making our patterns with a bunch of different fabrics. And this one was the most lightweight, but also in in warm climate, it keeps them cool, and in colder climates, it keeps them warm, and so it's just, you know, the best uh, underwear fabric that we could really find. Yeah, yeah it, it really uh, strikes me that you did a lot of research. So often, uh, somebody will start a company, and they will start it, and, and 
think about their product in terms of their immediate customer, which which you did too. But you you from the very beginning were driven by the women you were going to be serving through the cause and included them in the research of what would be best for them when when the donations started. And I, I find that very amazing that it wasn't just oh well we're gonna we're gonna create these underwear because this is what our customers like and oh and then we'll just donate some and without really any thought as to what is best for those for the women receiving the donations. So I, I find that really amazing. So you, you also have um, the I, I'm just this is pretty amazing. I, you also had the whole uh, thing of how do you make underwear? I mean, you you had a very big passion, obviously, and you you had found a formula or a framework for that cause for uh, being able to serve that. However, you weren't a manufacturer. You didn't know anything about underwear. As you said, you had to do a lot of research. Uh, how about the design? Did anything in your journalism background uh, carry you through the design phase? What about the manufacturing? Uh, did, what kind of research, what kind of work, how long did that take? I know those are a lot of questions, but they're also related. How, how did all that work? Well, you know, I've always had an interest in fashion, and yes, I know nothing about constructing underwear. Now I do, but I at, <laughs> at the time, definitely it was kind of okay. So we know this um, this idea, or this statistic that it's really under under donated and needed, and we want to be able to donate it. So we're going to do a for profit business, and if we want to do underwear. Uh, how do we make these and where do we start? And so it was definitely a huge learning process. Um, I started with finding a local seamstress, um, and she was near Daytona Beach, Florida. And so the local seamstress um, was able to help me construct patterns. So I would come up with sketches of how I wanted the underwear to look and at first kind of came up with a bunch of different ideas of, you know, a new style that women had never seen before and might get really excited about. And as I started doing more research, I learned that women tend to buy styles that they will often wear so or that they wear over and over and over. So one woman right. that buys boy shorts, she's always going to buy boy shorts. One woman who, you know, buys um, briefs, she's always going to buy briefs. And so I instead stuck with six styles that women wear often so that, you know, instead of buying a pair from another women's underwear company that they were already buying from, instead they'll buy from me um, because if that's something that they're always wearing. I just wanted them to switch based on the cause that Maddie represents and the material that we use and that we make it in the USA. And so I wanted them to switch to Maddie for, you know, the reasons behind it and not have to compromise on the kind of underwear that they already like to wear. Um, so I started making simple patterns, modest brief and, um, or a, a, yeah, a ultra modest brief, which is the pair that we donate and a classic bikini and boy short and um, thong. And so I worked with this seamstress to come up with these patterns. Um, she was my pattern maker and I came up with the sketches. So together we worked on 100 or 200 prototypes to try to figure out what fit and had a bunch of fit models try try them on and friends and um, get good feedback and then after we came up with the best prototypes that we could that we felt we were comfortable with moving forward I started looking for a US manufacturer which was really important um, to our business plan we thought we wanted to bring as many jobs back that we could um, 
to the states, then it was important that we could go to uh, the manufacturing facility and oversee and make sure that, every, you know, fair labor and that mm-hmm. everything was going about the best that um, we felt comfortable with. So we found one after about a year of researching in South Carolina, and this is who we've been working with. They uh, took our prototypes and made them into samples and um, just gave us a digital pattern maker who helped us make all of these patterns, turn all of them into a digital format, which will help us with the manufacturer. And we started buying all the fabric in bulk. And um, so just little steps like this that, you know, it's kind of like a domino effect. Once one thing fits, then it it turns and another thing will move along. Right. So it sounds like you have just a trifecta of good things going here. You have a cause. Uh, you have uh, U.S.-based manufacturing, and you have high quality, and and uh, it just sounds like it's going to get better from there. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. When we get back, I want to talk with you about your Indiegogo crowd run raising campaign. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Do you practice entrepreneurship? Intrapreneurship? Do you know how to show what you know? Benedictine College Executive MBA program has been the launching pad for many successful, innovative products, services, and ventures. As the only one-year executive MBA program in Kansas City, our conveniently located North Johnson County campus and weekend class times will fit your busy schedule. Go to benedictine.edu slash EMBA to learn more about our program. Hi, I'm Kelly Scanlon, host of Smart Companies Radio, and I'd like to tell you about one of the sponsors of Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. It's audible.com. Get a special offer by going to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Get a free month service and download a book of your choice. You get about 150,000 titles to choose from. So go out to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Your product outshines the competition, so why aren't you out selling them? You're meeting sales projections, but the bottom line just isn't what it should be. Technology is changing rapidly and impacting your ability to perform. Something needs to change, but you just can't put your finger on what. I'm Patrick Shore, your host at The Hut, where we tackle these and other issues. The Hut is a safe place where we can explore what it takes to not only stay in front of the competition, but make it irrelevant. So come on in, kick off your shoes, and join the conversation every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio Network. The Hut, your path to a stronger, thriving, profitable business. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Haley Bashir. She is the founder of a company called Make a Difference Intimate Apparel, also called Maddie. And she founded this in 2011 with the idea that when a disaster strikes, when there's domestic violence, when there are other issues or situations where women find themselves away from their personal belongings, that there's no donations for underwear. There's, that's one of the main things that people need. And so as many millennials do, she started this company with the cause in mind first, and she's learned a lot along the way. We've talked with her about how she ended up designing these, the manufacturing. In fact, very high-quality design and materials, uh, a cause-based business, and it's all produced right here in the United States. So obviously these things don't come for free, do they, Haley? Uh, You needed some fundraising money. How did you go about raising those funds? 
Well, we did an online fundraising campaign called Indiegogo, um, very similar to a more what I would call a little bit more popular Kickstarter. We chose Indiegogo because they allow you to raise money for new business that also supports a cause. So we began this in May, and um, it was really exciting. We started it at University of Missouri, where I went to uh, school, and you know, we we were able to tell students about it and uh, get the word out there as much as possible. And um, we raised awareness through Facebook and other social media sites. And um, Indiegogo was a great way for us to launch. I feel like probably the best because it um, you know it, it allowed us to get the word out uh, in a, in multiple ways. A lot of people just get on these crowd um, sourcing campaigns and just search around for new businesses that they'd like to support. And we had a lot of uh, overwhelming support from, you know, friends and family of Maddie, but also from strangers. And that was kind of fun because then they'll pass the word on as best as they can. But Mm -hmm. we had a a $14,000 goal and we exceeded the goal. We raised a little over $16,000. and so that what basically what we use that money for is um to pay the manufacturer for our first run of the underwear um also some you know fabric and things like that but it it has really helped us uh get off the ground yeah i believe that you also started it because your original uh shipment or your original production was just in one color correct and you wanted to offer multiple colors yeah, the original Indiegogo was for um, the underwear in black, and um, so we definitely exceeded that goal. We were able to receive all of the shipments from the manufacturer, which we're shipping back to the uh, people who donated to the fundraiser currently. Um, and then we immediately after that started a second Indiegogo for the underwear in color, which we raised about 3000 for um, that. And, um, you know, it, we didn't need as much for to to make the underwear in color because we were only going to start with a few styles. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as soon as we can kind of get organized, start selling on our website with the underwear in black and get our inventory together, all of these startup stages, um, we're going to start making the underwear in a color. We started with cherry red, and we like to add like a light gray and maybe a turquoise as well. And what role has social media played in helping to get the word out? Have you found that, especially with you being on Indiegogo and people who who found you there, that that's played a large role in getting the word out? Yeah, it's definitely been key. Uh, we have quite a few social media accounts, and um, we try to get the word out there in, in all of them if we can. I know that some people prefer different, you know, various social media mm-hmm. um, sites, and so... We wanted to make it as fair as possible. We like to focus on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter mainly. Um, But, yeah, it's been very important. Um, We've gotten great feedback uh, from strangers all over the world, really, and um, so that's been exciting. I think that um, a lot of people are using it more and more, so using it on their phones all the time. And since we're web-based to start, this really helps us direct Custom, well, this will help us direct customers back to our website as soon as we start selling mid-August. And um, so we, you know, I just hired on a free unpaid uh, intern. You know, we have a small budget right now, but um, mm-hmm. that's going to do strictly social media just because this is so important. So Right. Yeah, I noticed on your website that you have 
uh, different names for the underwear. You have, I believe, six different uh, styles, I think you said, and each one is named after a woman. Is there anything behind those names? Yeah, they're all women that have um, made a big impact on my life, and uh, the reason why I chose them is because I wanted people, I wanted women to consider themselves part of a bigger picture um, and to, you know, feel proud of the pair of underwear that they're wearing, that they're giving back to a woman. So instead of it just being a bland piece of underwear, I wanted it to stick with a name so that you really are actually feeling like you're donating to a woman um, and to a person in general, someone that, you know, you you might know this, you might know a woman that is receiving a pair of the underwear. Um, and so I wanted it to really stick with a name also, you know, they're all women that have touched me in some way and feel like they could all make a big impact on this world. And so, you know, I just, I thought that it would be a little bit cooler instead of just style names to have it actual women's names. Absolutely, that personal connection. You mentioned that you have the website launching very soon to a point where people can order through the website. When will that take place? Uh, we're going to launch website sales August 15th. We're very excited about that. Um, currently, yeah, we're getting all of our inventory together and sending back incentives for the Indiegogo fundraiser. And so we chose that date basically so we could get caught up on all of the donations and um, prepare ourselves for website sales. And um, so, yeah, we'll be ready to roll then. We are selling our six styles, and for every pair that you buy on the website, we will donate a pair to a woman in need. Do you think that you will always be web-based? Any plans to go into different communities with a brick-and-mortar style store? We definitely are hoping to get into some retail boutiques um, the next few months if possible. Uh, we're looking around and just trying to figure out the best setup that we would, you know, like to portray and what kinds of stores we'd like to be associated with and um, just see who would be open to carrying Maddie. And so this is definitely something that we're open to and uh, trying to get into some stores as soon as possible. Yeah, aside from the stores and the website, do you have any longer-term vision for where you see this going, any other products, uh, you know, expanding the product line to maybe other personal items that are in short supply? Uh, any other thoughts? Yeah, uh, we named it Maddie Apparel and Make a Difference Intimate Apparel for that reason, so that it's mm -hmm. open to, you know, other intimate apparel items. We considered bras and, um, you know, sleep tops or just very simple items that uh, women could also use and that we would do the same thing for every pair you sell. We'll give back a pair, um, if if not the item that they buy. But um, if we don't do that, even just underwear. Um, so we're trying to keep it as simple as possible, but we definitely are open to growing into other areas of apparel. Well, obviously this is a cause that uh, a lot of people can get behind. The the Tom's model is is absolutely brilliant to follow it to follow that model because it is so popular. People are used to it. They they quickly grasp what it is you're trying to do. So you don't really have to educate in that way uh, about what it is that you're trying to achieve. Congratulations. I, I just can't say enough how, how important this kind of, of service is. Uh, you're obviously running a business, but you have something larger that's driving it. If someone was interested in finding out more about this, uh, perhaps donating time, whatever it might be, how would they get in touch with you? Yes, uh, they can email info at Maddie. MADIapparel.com. Uh, they can reach our website, www.madiapparel.com, uh, which will also have an email on there. 
And, you know, if they just type in Maddie Apparel on Google, that we should come up right away, and it will have quite a few contacts to get a hold of us. Um, I would love to talk to anybody with any questions, speak with them about anything. MaddieApparel.com. Go check it out. Thank you so much, again, for everything that you're doing, Haley. Much luck to you, and keep us in the loop about how it goes, especially after your website launch. Thank you so much, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.